If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. But let me explain. It is free, people. They have creative tools that will allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, which will make your life a lot easier. And this way it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, and many other apps that play podcasts. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Just go to the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm online to get started and you can thank me later. Hello and welcome to our world with your hosts, Ned Boy and Doc. Once again, unfortunately, we have to start the show. Just as we started the very last show we did, there was another tragic terrorist act, this time in Silverland Springs, Texas, where this animal, Devin Patrick Kelly, 26 years old, murders 26 people, innocent people. Hey, Ned, what's going on, man? Everything's good. I just don't understand. It's like one a week now. Yeah, this is, this is, uh, this is, uh, it is beyond sickening to me. I, um, I don't even know what to say. I don't, I don't like the president's reaction to this Donald Trump, uh, oh, the mental health thing. Ment- yes. I mean, you know what? So if you fail the brown bag test, it's mental health. Yeah. But if you throw a rock and you are of any skin color, you're a terrorist. terrorist. You could throw yep. a rock. I mean, why can't he call a spade a spade? I heard him. No, this was evil. No, he's deranged. This was wicked. There was He killed children. Older people and every age in between. I mean, this is, I'm sick to my stomach that this is now, you can't, Ned, we are in a bad place where you can't go to church, man. Yeah, that's, that, that's, that's insane. That's insane. You're going to praise God and you don't even make it home. You go in there to relieve yourself of I guess these people go to either, like you just said, praise God or to take the stress, have some kind of relief from the stress of everyday life. Hope that there's help coming. And somebody who's got nothing to do with you says, you know what? I want to end you. I, 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 I must end. I don't want to end me. I want to end you. Someone who has done me nothing, and this is it's all too common. I think that we we're living in a very sick, angry world. I mean, it's everybody's just so angry. Yeah, all the time. Now they're trying to figure out 
being that he was convicted of domestic violence before they was trying they trying to figure out how was he even allowed to buy the gun. Okay. If he had that and as Trump says, he had mental long term mental health issues. You know that I, I'm I'm not unfamiliar with the gun license questionnaire and the checking process. Yeah. Those are all failures. Yeah, because what I read, they said that there's a law on the book saying that you can't buy a gun if you have been convicted of domestic violence. Oh, uh, yeah, that that actually disqualifies you. Mental health issues. Uh, believe it or not, drug rehabilitation. There are certain things that make you unstable to be a licensed gun owner. Oh, man. Felonies. We all know felons can't yeah, yeah. carry guns. You know, um, I think even if you just had orders of protection against you, they don't want you having guns. So, but we can't use this as a cop. I mean, and I thought about this earlier today, man, and this is what really makes me sick, that society is so is so angry that everything has us to the point where you can't, we, we've said this over and over, you can't even read comments on the most mundane thing. It nope. could be a Disney film. Say you went to, you went to, say you go to, uh, what is what is it, Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah. Okay, so you got, it's a children's movie coming out, right? And so you want to read Rotten Tomatoes. And then when you get down to the comment section, and if, if one of the characters in this Disney movie was a brown leaf, it's going to be called every N-word, and they should kill the N-word, and Obama sucks, and Hillary's horrible, and it has nothing to do with the review of a child's movie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but this is where we are. You know what? Here's, I, I, I'm going to be a little bit optimistic, and, and, and my one hope for the world is, because I'm not going to fantasize about the world being completely full uh, cured of his ills. But one hope is if people just took one day off from spouting some anger towards other people. You know, there's somebody that's sitting in the back who reads this shit, and it's like a fuel to their fire. Yeah. You know, and then all it takes is... You know, if I hear a thousand people say these people are worthless today, I'm I'm gonna, you know, that's all I need to be my tipping point. Yeah, and if, if, but here's the thing too: if you think that it was uh, mental health issues, right? You you're the same guy that just wanted to take away everyone's health care that covers mental health. Listen, this guy is. He is lost. He is confused. He is of no help to anyone. If your last name is not Trump or you're not one of his inner circle people, he's no help to anybody. Yeah. Even the people who cheer him on, the people who, who, who for some crazy reason think that he's their champion, he doesn't care about them either. Do you recall, and they haven't woken up. Do you recall what he said about the Las Vegas shooter? I can't remember. Oh, well, he called him evil. 
uh, it was a tragedy, but he, I don't think he went as far as to say that this was an utter act of terrorism. No, no, I'm pretty sure he didn't say terrorism, but uh, I remember evil. I did just didn't know if he called him a bad man or something like that. Sure, but, you know, it's just like the tax cut is cut, cut, cut. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or sad, shaking my head. Oh, but see, on this one, he made sure he didn't tweet or say, can't happen in America. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because what is what is he going to do with this guy? This guy's an American citizen. He has nowhere else to go. You know what I meant? Yep. Him and the people like him. And, and, and you know, you know the sick part, man. There's always somebody laying in wait. This shit is, like I said, it's motivation for the next one. And, and we're talking, not only that, as a president of the United States, like him or lump him, you're supposed to be able to honestly get up in front of the people of America. The president, supposedly, if all things are perfect, is like the father of the country. Yeah. We are, quote unquote, for a lack of a better word, the children of the government, right? He's supposed to say, this shit is is evil, is uncalled for. We got to, I don't know, you know what, it's, it's no way to actually get into everybody's mind that wants to do some wicked shit to other people. Yeah, but he doesn't even, even when things happen, he doesn't even have a sympathetic tone. He's like the worst person you want to, you want to tell you, that you want someone to tell you that something just happened. He's not sympathetic. He has no empathy in his voice. Nothing. You know what? We can't ask Trump to stop being the scorpion. Trump is the scorpion. The, the yeah, old children's uh, tale of the scorpion and the frog. Jesus. Even Bush got up there at the 9-11 and was able to have a sympathetic, empathetic tone to what was going on. See, this guy's not even that good an actor. He is not even, he has not even taken acting class 101 to <laughs> pretend. Trump is not even, I think he's beyond pretending. I mean, and he, he doesn't have the right words. And the amazing thing about it, you would think a man with his means would at least have somebody super duper duper intelligent to feed him the right soothing stuff to say. He doesn't even have that guy on staff or that woman on staff. Yeah, he can't even, well, he's not great at reading off the teleprompter either. Yeah, but you want to know something? The guy was pretty fucking successful as a reality television star. Uh, so some way or another, he did come across the camera to millions of people with that, uh, what the hell was the name, The Apprentice? Yeah. And, and so people were tuning in weekly to watch this man. Yeah, that's true. So, you know what? It's like he threw the skill set that he even had then away. You know? So we had a... Uh, that that like I said, is it we could we could beat that horse to death, man. And and I'm hoping that the next show of our world I don't start off talking about another incident. I I, I don't want it to be one, I don't want it to be a loss of a leg, anything. Yeah. It would be nice for us to be able to go through a little while 
where people can relax. I mean, because this cowardice shit, man, I mean, you're going to attack some little fucking church basically in the middle of nowhere, knowing that people can't get there like lickety split. And and, and and that town might as well don't exist anymore, Ned, because everybody knows somebody that was killed there. Yep. So it's like you're walking around this place, and it's like it lives there now. Yeah, that's, that's freaking insane, especially the only young people that died, too. I'm like, I don't I can't, can't even fathom that. No, it's, it's, it's pretty fucking sad. Now, before I get into the big sports, I'm going to ask you about this because of the two of us, you are the boxing watching expert. This uh, Deontay Wilder fought. Deontay murder, death, kill Wilder fought this Bermaine <laughs> Sterverni. Yeah, I tell Did you watch the fight? Well, it came on at the same time the UFC, so I was clicking back and forth, but then I just stuck with the UFC, and then um, I was able to catch what happened on YouTube because the whole fight is on YouTube, basically. Listen, this do you, were you familiar with either one of these guys before this fight? I guess that's my question. Uh, not really, but uh, a lot of people have been following Wilder um, as of late. Okay, well, I have I have two major problems with this whole deal. Mm-hmm. I feel bad for the people in Barclay Center that they paid hard-earned money to see this <laughs> fight. And and my first thing is I didn't like you know I first heard of Deontay Wilder when he promised like last Tuesday or Wednesday that he was going to literally murder this man <laughs> to get his family his family to get uh, their paperwork in order, uh, get a coffin. I'm not joking. I'm not talking about beat him up. I'm talking about murder him. <laughs> then this fight had to be – this was literally a grown man beating up a three-year-old. Yeah. And I'm like, how do you get knocked out while blocking? But how, How? first of all, does – you've seen a lot of fights in your life, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, you might have seen this in the street. But have you ever seen in the ring where one guy just walks up, hands down, in front of another man's, and, and it's like, you know what, fuck you. Do what you got to do to me. And the dude basically froze. Yeah. <laughs> and as far as I knew, this is supposed to have been a championship fight. Yep. <laughs> I mean, did this, 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 this is, put his hands up. And, and did he just... He beat him with no skill. I mean, like, no, he forgot. This is like a dude in a prison yard. Yeah, he threw, beating, he threw like nine haymakers. <laughs> then when he he drops the guy, he walks over, and then he comes over, and then Deontay is so out of control, and I thought he was going to body slam the ref. Oh, yeah, I thought he was going to body <laughs> The referee had to grab his waist. I mean, this was this was what I call... This fight was maybe the world's worst boxing match. And like I said, those people in Barclays Center, they got something to, 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 to laugh about. I'm sure they went to the bars and had dinner later and was like, what the hell? And, I mean, you know, they would have been better off at the Nick game. It kind of looked like a few years ago when the WWE had uh, one of the Gun Brothers boxing, and he fought Butterbean. Oh, 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 when they had the uh, 
the, the legitimate tough man contest. Yeah, yeah. It like Butter B, like basically put him on his ass. Oh, Bart Gunn. Yeah, yeah. That's basically After what Bart it looked like. It looked like a, a WWE event. Yeah, this did not. I mean, this did not look like Showtime must have been rolled. They they must have said, "What the hell did we put on the air, man?" I mean, and and, and on top of it, because this is going to segue. The UFC put on. Forget on paper. The UFC actually came through in spades with yeah. their fight card. They put on one of the best complete fight card I've seen in a few years. Yes. And 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 to have boxing opposite that with a Saturday night live skit. Basically that's what it was. It was uh in living color skit versus real live great fighting. Yeah. Man, I, I, I sit here and I have to say GSP, man, my hat goes off to you, my man. I didn't see it coming. I did not see it coming. I did not. I said I said last show that I thought the bigger man was going to win. Now, uh, Big Spin is a tough SOB because he said, I'm going to sleep, man. I am not tapping. Yeah, I'm not tapping, yeah. Now, there was, there was – did you watch the complete card or just certain fights? I watched the complete card. I might have missed the fight right before Rose, but I saw the complete card. Okay. Oh, man. Oh, okay. There were two. Actually, uh, they came down with a decision one day last week that New York was going to adopt the instant replay. And thank God New York adopted the instant replay because this guy, Blades, would have been disqualified on one of the fights. He threw a kick while the man was down. And then the dude act like he died. Come to find out, you can see it on the screen. We all seen it on the screen. Yeah. The kick only grazed his earlobe. <laughs> it was just that he had took a beating and was looking for a way out and to get a victory. Yeah. But then Walt Harris, Walt Harris hits, he fights a guy, he hits him in the nuts, and as the ref breaks up, he kicks him right in the face. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, I saw that one. I, I saw that one. Now, I've seen Wall Harris fight many times. I've never seen him be dirty. I, I'm going to take it that the crowd noise, the adrenaline, the, the heat of the moment is what happened there because that, that was that was kind of sick. He caught him. Uh, he could have he knocked him. Matter of fact, he, he couldn't even stay in the ring for the decision. They had to take him out of the ring yeah. to the back. I'm sure he got concussed. Yeah, open but, kick to the head. That was crazy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Oban St. Prude looked damn good yep. again. It's it's time for Oban to get a title fight, man. Uh, Oban looked good. Doug Rose, man, who I adore. Wish I could have ran down and hugged her. <laughs> but uh, I said I'm it, sure I, I said would it, kill me. I think I said it on the last show that Joanna was coming off a little too big for her britches. She got knocked down to earth this weekend. Well, put it this way. All three of the arrogance lost back to back to back, which would be Joanna, Cody, and Bixby. But like I thought it was going to be, 
the fight of the night, even though it went two rounds, um, Cody and TJ went at it. Yeah, they put on the show. TJ just caught, TJ caught him, not once, but twice. Yep. And Cody didn't know what the fuck was going on. But, you know, George St. Pierre, he looked, you know what it was? I seen him, but I only seen him by himself. I didn't see him standing next to Bixbin leading up to the fight. So he looked like he was in good shape, but he still looked small. But in the ring, he was comparable. Oh, yeah, he filled out. He just looked like he got gassed early, though. Yeah, yeah. You know what? And see, uh, Big Spin never gets gassed. Yeah. That's that's just not what Big Spin does. And then there was a Brazilian guy, uh, Paulo. Paulo Cortez or something like that. He fought Johnny Hendricks. That might have been the one and I might have missed. This was the overly built Brazilian guy. Yeah, I think that's the one I made a dozed off on. It was okay, a, not the guy so with tired, the big beard. Yeah, I dozed off on that one. Okay, so he, he caused the internet sensation for two different reasons. One, because of his good looks and his body. And two, that he was just too jacked. Uh, the New York State Athletic Commission should have met him at the gate. <laughs> it said, we need piss. We need blood. And we need hair samples. Uh, we need any matter. Let's let us clip your toenails, fingernails, because, dude, you are you in this ring looking like a WWE wrestler. Yeah, he came in looking like Jinder Mahal. G- oh, man, he was at least as jacked as Jinder Mahal. <laughs> I mean, it'd be ridiculous, especially since the guy he was fighting. And I love Johnny Hendricks, but Johnny Hendricks in there a little chubby. <laughs> you had Body Beautiful versus Chubby with a big beard, so it was crazy. Uh, so you know that was uh, that was uh, well worth the money. That UFC 217 was one of those rare occasions in 2017 that UFC could actually sit back and gloat and say, "Damn, man, we did our job." Yeah, it looked like you they know? already booked GSP to fight again. Well, against who? Tyron Woodley or? No, it was someone else. I see my name there. Well, Stephen Wonderboy uh, Thompson. Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, mm-hmm. who I thought was going to look good last night. Look, I mean, Saturday looked great. He fought Jose, uh, Jorge Moscoval. And I oh. love Moscoval, but Moscoval seems to have that bad luck, that UFC bad luck, I call it, yeah. where you're like ranked number four, and instead of fighting the champion, you're always fighting the number two contender. Okay. And you're going to lose every once in a while when you always fight number two. Shit, two. number two is basically like champ, this champ and then champ A1. Right. Oh, Dana said Whitaker. Okay, well, you know what? That's the guy that Big Spin for a year and a half has been basically ducking. Okay. Robert Whitaker. Uh, he's a uh, Robert Whitaker. I first met him on uh, the Ultimate Fighter. I think it was Canada versus Australia. He's Australian, and he's heavy-handed. He's one of those knockout artists. All right. And, and uh, you know what? GSP is going to have to watch out for this kid's feet and hands. And he's strong and he's young. 
and just doesn't care right now. Uh, you know, that, that class is loaded because you still got Luke Rockhold in that class who looked good his last fight. Yeah, and I think for TJ, he's talking about uh, – what's the flyweight champion name? Mighty Mouse. Oh, yeah. Demetrius TJ. Johnson. Yeah. Yep. But he has to go down. That's yeah, going down to, to down. 125. But they, he said that this is, could be the big money fight that Demetrius Johnson's been asking for. Okay, well, you know what? We're talking about that's a major headliner in Las Vegas. And to tell you the truth, last night gave, well, Saturday night gave two rematches. T, there's nobody who would not pay again to see TJ fight Cody. Yeah. You would want to see Joanna. Was that a, uh, an aberration? Or could Rose do that again? You would see that fight again. Now, nobody wants to see GSP and Bixman again. That was no. like one and done. Even though he's, but, uh, GSP took some hell of some elbows on the top, and I was like, damn. It's like made his listen, whole face leak. Bixman did something that I thought was truly amazing. He literally held up, like, you, you got to imagine, you're laying on your back, you take the palm of your hand, and you hold somebody's chin. And then he took his elbow and went right directly across the bridge of his forehead. And you've seen it just go. Bixman could have taught old WWE wrestlers how to make somebody bleed the hard way. (laughs) Because that's that's what he does. Bixman is an expert on the cut. what, What he likes to do is cut you, blind you. And it's either the ref stops it or you have problems seeing for the rest of the fight. Because yeah. Bixman's like old school. Maybe yeah, definitely would have had trouble seeing for the rest of the fight. Yeah. And, you know, Bixman's, like I said, he's old school. He's one of those dudes who will actually still do the foot stomp, and nobody really does the foot stomp anymore. <laughs> so did you watch any football this weekend? Actually, I was – Working up until uh, I think when I got home, the Giants was getting blown out. Yeah, well, the Giants and the Broncos both got demolished yesterday. Yeah. Gave up 51 points, which is outrageous. Yeah, the Eli uh, Giants are over, and they need a whole new defense. Everything is done. Yeah. Now, the, I guess the part of the big news is, once again, this guy stays in the news in the NFL. So Colin Kaepernick grievance against the teams, it's like now they're subpoenaing everybody's phone records and emails. Yep. This should be really interesting, huh? Yeah, it definitely should be interesting. I'm hoping that these depositions end up on some form of 30 for 30 or some, something that can happen real recent, some form of document, Terry, um, that could come E-60. out. 60 Yeah. Live, though. Yeah. Because I so, want to hear what these owners have been saying behind closed doors. I'm interested. Yeah, it's going to come out. Now, okay, another thing before, you, know, you really don't need to talk a lot about the games because, you know, either somebody's watched the games or they didn't. Yeah. You know, so the Saints are on a six-game winning streak. Like I said, the Giants and the Broncos got demolished. We had a couple of fights yesterday. The Bucks and the Saints fought. Jameis Winston 
I don't know why the fuck he would poke somebody in the back of the head. I think that's just childish. Yeah. <laughs> and then Mike Evans lost his mind, tackled the guy. He's got nothing to do with it. Then the Jags and the Bengals, they fight, and AC Green, I mean, AJ Green, who seems like the coolest guy in the league, he puts the dude in a GSP chokehold. Yeah. <laughs> and then he does something dumb. You're an NFL receiver. You make your money with your hands. You don't punch people with helmets on. Helmets on, yeah. Don't punch a helmet. I mean, you'd be better off with a body shot. You know what? <laughs> Try to get up under the pad, throw a body shot. But punching a helmet? Man, you can break your fucking head, and, and maybe it never comes back. Yeah. But, you know, people are up in arms about this uh, Papa John's, right? Mm-hmm. So Papa Papa John's is complaining that, you know, we lost all this money, blah, blah, blah. And I want to talk about Papa John's. Papa John's, and that dude that's in the commercial is John uh, Shanaina, uh, right? So he really is the Papa John guy. Yeah. But the guy that's really, really, really Papa John, name is Jerry Jones. The Dallas Cowboy owner, owner yeah. is really Papa John. He owns 49% of the fucking company. Oh, so yeah, okay. Now, it's, now I'm seeing why this guy's complaining. Yes, why do you think he's playing the NFL angle? He's actually he's being used by Jerry. Jerry's saying, listen, tell him that you're hurting sales because it is probably hurting sales. But Jerry don't want to say it because he don't want everybody to know that he – think about it. Papa John has been in bed with the NFL for a while. We all know Peyton Manning and Papa John's. Yeah. But what I would say, uh, when I looked into it, I was like, okay, he also donated to the Trump campaign. Maybe people was pissed about that. And I've asked you this before, and we talked about this before. Me personally – I have nothing against any young man or woman who's working at a Papa John's, a Domino's, a Pizza Hut, or any of that. But if you're from New York, California, or Chicago, your ass should never see a Papa John's. You should never see a Domino's. You should <laughs> never see a, 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 what's that other one? Little Caesars? Little Caesar, you know what? New York, Chicago, LA have the best mom and pop pizza shops in the planet. Now they cost more than these shitholes. Yeah, did you get what you pay for? But man, I, I I can proudly say I have never supported Papa Caesar's, Domino's, or any of those. Not coming from a place like New York where. You could some blocks in the village and in Manhattan, you could literally have. I lived in Brooklyn, literally three pizza shops on two blocks. Yeah, but when you throwing it out at people, where you say, "Hey, you get a whole pie for six dollars," they like, "I'm gonna go with the six dollar pie, not that twelve fifty pie." And you know what? You're going to get that gummy-ass pie, that <laughs> yeah. gummy, soft, doughy pie of shit. 
<laughs> now, I've, I've had, I've had, uh, I went to Virginia a couple of times, and I think we had Domino's or something. Man, a damn slice is smaller than you. A slice is smaller than a smartphone. Yeah. <laughs> now, you come from a place where the most notorious slices in New York City used to go up to Harlem, right? And I don't even know if they still exist. They used to have double slice. Like a double, 135th Street was a pizza shop that had a double slice. Oh, man. I only see those like in D.C. now. Oh, and I'm not talking deep dish. I'm just talking about a regular New York slice slice. of thin pizza. But the shit is the size of like, okay, say uh, Domino's, and I know for a fact Domino's slice of pizza is the size of a smartphone. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) The double slice is the size of a tablet, a 10-inch tablet. There's a big difference. (laughs) You know, I, 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 so I, I'm not with that uh, gummy, soft, in the, I mean, I don't even know what that shit is. I am so against, you know, like, I can't tell somebody else what to do. But, listen, 12, you, people are working people. If you want to feed you and your wife, 12.50 for a meal for two is pretty damn cheap. Mm-hmm. Unless... I mean, damn, unless y'all want to eat uh, ramen noodles, that's pretty cheap for a dinner. Well, I purchased uh, Little Caesars, like, if my daughter had, like, a, a, a birthday party or something, I would go out and buy, like, eight pies for all the kids. Then, then opposed to going to my local guy and getting eight pies there, that might cost me over, might be a few hundred. Oh yeah, okay. Well, you say you say a pie, but the last time I think I brought a pie it was like eight eighteen fifty because I always get at least two things on it. I like sauce. I like mushroom and sausage. Yeah. So you figure eighteen fifty, but man, eight, that's eighteen fifty. That was pretty good spending. I make my own pizza now from scratch, oh, right. and, and I've been doing that for years. And I, I, me personally, I think mine's is definitely better than. Any of those fucking uh, chain pizzas. Doc Pizza Parlor. Yeah, but see, I'm Coming old school soon. New York, man. I've been to every Ray's known to man. I've been to Ray's original, 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 original Ray's. <laughs> I, I don't, I'm so confused. I don't even know which Ray's is the real Ray's. Yeah, they I don't know. Every, to be. Everything is Ray's original. I'm like, what the hell? Which one is the original Ray's? But, I mean, you ask me. Everybody says Brooklyn. The Village has some of the best pizza. Man, you be on 8th Avenue, 7th Avenue, 6th Avenue. There's some great pizza shops all the way from the 50s down to shit, down to Wall Street. I mean, yeah. that's just, And now they you know, have gourmet pizza shops now. Well, see, now I, I've actually ate in Uno's a couple of times, and I think Uno's is shit. See, to me, Uno's is nothing but like uh, Papa John's or something, in a fancier restaurant. It's garbage. <laughs> I mean, see, that's, I, I'm, a, I, I'm not like, uh, I guess it's like wrestling fans. You got, you got wrestling fans who like those five-star matches, and then you got other wrestling fans who just like squash matches. Yeah. I'm a purist when it comes to pizza. The shit's got to be real. It's got to be thin crust. It's no gummy I don't want to put my finger in it and my finger bounce up. That means so, it's garbage. So you don't want the dollar pizza slices? 
uh, uh, five brothers and, yeah, and two five sisters. Pizza. Yeah, something like that. That's bullshit. You don't even get that hot. <laughs> There's not even a drop of cheese on that. I know. When you pick it up, what what they say is cheesy falling off. And I'm like, damn, this is not but sauce left. You know what, man? I, I like to treat myself to a little something. I ain't no snooty person. <laughs> but I, I, if I, if I, I don't drink soda, but if I drank soda, it wouldn't be 50 cent soda. Oh, yeah, no tropical fantasy? No, no, no. I would, I would buy the real brand. <laughs> if you're going to smoke fantasy. cigarettes, I'm not going to buy some fucking cigarettes with, like, three Indians on it. <laughs> you know? Yep. I buy a tie. I'm not looking for the dude on the street corner. You, there, there's, certain things, there's certain things you just have to do in life. You know, you, you want to watch a DVD, unless you know this dude has... The best quality DVDs, you don't buy it from the bootleg guy, but, you know, it's always the fat guy standing up with popcorn in front for five minutes. Oh, yeah. It's no. Just like, everywhere I'm going Harlem now, they got these Asian guys that follow you around, like, you want DVDs. And, like, dude, if you don't get out of here, ain't nobody buying no DVDs for $2 off of you. Yeah, yeah. Well, how bad is the copy? Now, you brought up something that's um pretty funny. You said uh, 30 for 30. Well, this week I am I am so excited. Thirty for thirty, the Nature Boy Ric Flair, man. Oh yeah, I thought it was day night. already. I was I was on my DVR yesterday, like oh, it didn't tape, it didn't tape. Because it didn't come on yet. Yeah, I know. I thought it came on last week and I recorded it, but it comes on Tuesday. Yes, it comes on. T- and I've been driving my wife crazy. I said, you you know what, Ric Flair. I watched a promo of Ric Flair. The other day, mm-hmm. and and you can look it up if you want, people, and 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 he's talking to Road Warrior Hawk, and he said you grew up lifting weights, and that's the name of this one. You grew up lifting weights, and I grew up winding and dining women, and he has a line in this promo that you couldn't even get away with today. He said when you lay down with the big boys, expect. For something to be hurting when you wake up in the morning. <laughs> Ric Flair is, I mean, he was doing this every time I seen him. He said, when you lay down with the big boys, ladies, you better expect something to be hurting when you wake up in the morning. And I said, damn, right off the, just, just flying off his head. See, back then people didn't write shit for you. Yeah, yeah. Which I think which kind of ruined some of the stuff today because they rely too much on these writers rather than the wrestler's own personality. Yeah, but they don't have the person. I mean, you know what? This is He's a one-of-a-kind personality. And, and to tell you the truth, you know the thing that I love the most about Ric Flair? Ric Flair, the man, I'm, I'm just talking Ric Flair, the wrestler, the entertainer, the performer. Ric Flair, the man, performer, I meant, showed us, that in the long run, the bad guy can win. Oh, yeah. Look at the good guy. The good guy was was Hulk Hogan. Where's Hulk Hogan? If you add the love for Ric Flair as opposed to the love for Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair's love would swallow Hulk Hogan's up and shit it out. Ric Flair's like beloved. Because I be like, Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair is Ric Flair 24-7. Hulk Hogan would go home and turn into Terry Berea. 
And I think yeah. that it didn't. So people started seeing that, dude, this is a character. You're not going home until eating your vitamins and saying your prayers. Yeah, and, and you know what? They screwed him. I mean, in the short term, it was the greatest thing for Hulk Hogan. Yeah. In the long term, it's the greatest thing for Ric Flair because think about it. You still got people who will woo to today. Yeah. <laughs> woo today. He he gets invited to places where you would say, okay, these guys are too young to really know Ric Flair. And they want, that's who they're asking for. Yeah. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, the bad guy, he's still winning. So, you know what? It just lets you know, all the people that was ashamed to ever say that they had anything to do with wrestling, Ric Flair outs you when you when you know who the nature boy is. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know? Like, who doesn't know him? And I, like I said, I am I am excited about actually seeing that. Yeah, for Ric Flair to get his own 30 for 30, when Hogan was probably the biggest wrestler since the late 70s. Yeah, but then when you add up... When you add up all the checks and balances, there is nobody bigger than Ric Flair. Even though Hulk Hogan had that, he he created an industry, but he was always in a cartoon industry. Yeah. Until he went to where Ric Flair was. But that's what I said. I, that's why I think uh, when Hogan turned heel in WCW, it like rejuvenated his career and actually gave. I think it put some years onto his career. Yes, it, and it created see, a lot of people's careers. Yeah, so I also see this happening in the future with John Cena, being that he's always been this cookie-cutter American Baby flag face. John Cena, yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, saluting as you run to the ring. Yeah. Hey, man, do you do you watch, or have you ever seen Unsung? Do you watch Unsung? Unsung. Let's not, sing, let's not ring the bell. Okay, I knew you wouldn't know what Unsung was. Unsung is a... TV One program, which is like a little mini documentary, hour documentary on, say, celebrities or oh, no. No. singers. I don't think I even had TV One. Okay, well, if you had it, you should check it out. They did. They also have Unsung Hollywood, and it, it it made me do something this last week that I didn't even think about doing. They did a Tupac Unsung Hollywood, not the musician, but mm-hmm. his acting. So the last couple of days, I've been in an old black 1990 film festival. Let me see. I watched Juice, Above Juice, the Rim. Juice is one of my favorites. Above? No, I didn't, I'm, I'm lying. I didn't see Juice. That's not oh. the one. I, I watched Poetic Justice. Oh, okay. I watched Above the Rim. What's Love Got to Do With It? Uh, Dead Presidents. So I've been, I've been flying, and I'm like, damn, man, you know, those were the golden, that was like the golden age, the 90s of urban young black movies. Oh, yeah, and, they had everything at that time. Uh, all the movies I like to say, like, Boys in the Hood, Juice, Dead Presidents, Minutes to Society, Loving Basketball. See, uh, I've never seen that. Best Man. Uh, never seen that. That was the time where they was making, like, Black movies left and right. With the That's success true. of Girls Trip this year, I think it's going to be a lot of. Well, actually, with the success of Best Man Two and then Girls Trip, 
I think there's going to be a lot of uh, uptick in, uh, I call it Black Hollywood. Because now, oh, now you they know, know that these movies could make $100 million if it's done right. Right, but you know what? You've got to also introduce other people other than Kevin Hart as your lead. It can't be Kevin Hart only. Oh, yeah, it can't be the, definitely. It, it has to introduce, because you know what? Those movies from the 90s introduced us to the Trey, Trey, uh, Lorenz Tates, Morris Chestnuts. Shit, Chris Tucker. Chris Tucker was great in Dead Presidents. Yep, Omar Epps. Yeah, you know, those type of people. Matter of fact, you know what? I got a bunch more that I got on the list that I'm going to revisit. Yeah. My, because the great thing about it, my wife was like, some of this shit, she's not like, it's, it's, men are different than women. Men are like little girls. Little girls will watch that one fucking movie a million times. Yep. I don't see men, Moana like a thousand times. <laughs> but men do that. <laughs> but women don't do that. Women will watch a movie when she's seen it and then be, fuck that movie, for 20 years. 20 years, yeah. My wife was like, some of this shit, she was like, I don't remember. I, I, damn, I barely remember I seen this. <laughs> and I remembered every line in the movie. It was like, me she was like, how many times you seen it? I was like, well, I might have seen this one 20. <laughs> it's like I went back because I didn't remember that brownies for your brownie line. Oh, yeah. So, so I went back and watched... Uh, Medea goes to jail, and I was like, I saw this movie before. <laughs> but this time you heard the line. Yeah, this time I heard, actually heard the line, cause maybe because I was actually looking and watching the movie. I probably was doing something else before. Yeah, uh, Sophia Vaccaro was definitely not the girl from Modern Family. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's like, my you had with titty. You had him with some fucked up teeth, even a worse accent, if you can imagine. And when she said my browning, I I, I, I lost it. I, said, I, I couldn't even believe what I was watching. Oh, man. So, uh, you know what, man? NBA this weekend. We had LeBron drop 57 Friday night. Yep. They beat the Wiz. OKC did not have a good weekend, man. The Celtics yeah, beat them, and yep. the Blazers beat them. Yep. The, I don't know what these teams they're not they're not gelling. Well, I knew I kind of felt OKC because Melo and Paul George played the same position, so Melo's playing out actually playing out of position. Yeah, and he's not shooting very well, not right now. Yeah. So, but do you had Harden drop fifty six and thirteen last night, man? Yeah, and, Houston and, looks good, and they've been playing decent without Chris Paul, who's still on the shelf. Yeah, and the Celts look really good. Oh, Celtics, yeah, Celtics are looking are, really good. Great. I would imagine if they had um, if Gordon Hayward then severely break his ankle, they'll probably be, would have been a scary team right now. Yeah, let me just run through these real fast. As a uh, just a heads up, these are the games of the, of the week leading up to Friday. Tonight, you might as well watch Monday Night Football, uh, clean out your closet or whatever the fuck you got to do because the games suck tonight. But tomorrow, Tuesday, you got the Clippers, Spurs, Grizz, and Blazers. Wednesday, you got Golden State, the Wolves, Lakers, and Celtics. Just because it's Lakers and Celtics, because it's not really Lakers and Celtics yet. 
Thursday, you got the Cavs and the Rockets, OKC and the Nuggets. That's basically the highlight games between now and Friday. And I would say one thing the NBA is not capitalizing on. If I was them, I would have redid some of my television schedules because the NFL right now has got a kind of a black eye between the fights, the parity. There's too many three and five teams, four and four teams. I would be actually challenging the NFL for their fans between the protests, teams that should be good, like the Broncos and the Giants really sucking. Another thing I hate about uh, the NFL, remember when the Broncos, I think they started the season off really good? Trevor Simeon is going to be great. Now, yeah, he killed my team. Now he's on the bench. You know what? Trevor Simeon played the Cowboys as though he was the second coming of Peyton Manning, and he has not played. Matter of fact, you know who exposed Trevor Simeon? The weirdest team. The Giants exposed him. He ain't been the same since. Oh, God. Because that's the one and only victory for the Giants this season. Oh, the Broncos. Mm Mm-hmm. So Netflix finally got their shit together, and they out and out fired Kevin Spacey's ass. Oh, yeah, he's done. So they, they can't actually keep House of Cards, but I guess they're trying to figure that out now. Yeah, and then, you know what, every week a new name gets added to the mix. Steven Seagal, who's a creepy motherfucker anyway, Julianne Margulies accused him and Harvey Weinstein of trying to sexually harass her. Yeah, I've read, I've heard some stories in a couple, upcoming, I mean, in the last previous week that mentioned Steven Seagal was a creep. Yeah, yeah. And you know what, I I really like this guy, and I'm hoping that because they want, I don't know why, but everybody wants Uma Thurman to talk. Like, the insiders seem to know that Uma Thurman knows something. But I'm hoping that my boy Quentin Tarantino, I know that Quentin Tarantino is like a real foot freak, you know? <laughs> so all the women that work with him is like, Quentin is always bothering us. Can he touch our feet? Can he look at our feet? And I'm hoping that he never took it to another level. And that he has to be added to this list. Because if you ever look at any Quentin Tarantino movie, there's always a big foot scene in it. Oh, every time. And Uma Thurman has some of the ugliest fucking feet you ever want to see. <laughs> Usually when a chick is like six feet tall, they got fucked up feet. I mean, it's, it's kind of it's hard to be six feet tall, a woman. You got these big size 14 flippers. It's just not a very feminine thing. Especially if they're veiny and pale. Oh, God. But Quentin is like, you know, uh, and I'm just hoping he, but if if, if, if he's a creep, then so be it. But yeah. it seems like they really want her to talk, and she says she's going to speak up when the time is right. I don't know when the fuck time, I think the time is right right now. I'm waiting for the the Scientology people to, uh, someone to call them out, like the John Travolta's and the, and the cruises of the world. Well, you know what? More what, Travolta, what, what, there's always been ramblings about him. It's going to be males with him. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He's going to have the Kevin Spacey issue. Yeah, he's going to, it's going to be males. But you know, Scientology defends their own, so they'll throw $100 million at that problem. 
Yeah. Do you remember we was talking the last show, and I said this Danny Matheson guy from uh, the '70s show. Yeah. Choose the four rapes. Mm-hmm. He's a Scientologist. Oh. And the oh, women okay. that he supposedly raped were all Scientology women. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so that makes sense why you don't haven't really heard too much about it. Mm-hmm. Man, this fucking guy, man. I thought he had his shit together. And I really wish, you know, I root for people. I don't, I don't, I don't really get anything by rooting against anybody. This fucking Lamar Odom, man, passing out in the club. He's thirty-seven years old. When does he get his shit together, man? Or, or do we have to pick up the paper one day and you know, Lamar Odom's no longer with us? I mean, I mean, that's a, I, if you was found unconscious and was like on your deathbed. And you're still drinking? I'm not gonna say drugging, but you at least still drinking. There's a problem. Like I'm not saying you you can't have one or two drinks, but damn, till you pass out. Man, yeah, you know, at some point you gotta you gotta say to yourself, you know what? I stop drinking. Mm-hmm. I don't drink at all, none, total. Oh no, you can have a drink every once in a while. I had enough drinks for the rest of my life already. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like I miss anything. I don't feel like I gave up anything. And because I don't feel like I gave up anything, it's no sweat. Why can't I still laugh? Why can't I still smile? Nobody said that I can't dance. I just said I won't drink. Yeah. I, I don't really have any reason for it. Because you know what? One thing I don't like about being a male, it's like you got to explain to your buddies why you don't do shit. Like stupid shit, like drink. You can't just say, try it. Just out of just shits, shits and giggles. Next time you're talking to your your boys, say, hey, man, I stopped drinking. I guarantee you they're going to ask for an explanation. Yeah, I got a friend that never had a drink before. They're not going to accept it. I got a friend that never had a drink before, and people that's one of the first questions they ask. Like, why do I want to have a drink? Yeah, it's, it, think about it. It's actually a poison that we put in our system. It sure makes us feel better. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to deny this. There's no uh, medicinal reasons for drinking, but it's it's a poison that you put in, and it's the only thing. You could tell somebody, yo, man, I gave up the heroin. Oh, man, good for you. I gave up the crack. Oh, man, we're rooting for you. Hey, man, I stopped drinking. What the fuck is the matter with you? What's your problem? You alcoholic now? <laughs> you know, so... You have to, it's, it's weird. That's the one of the few things on the planet that you could say you have to actually explain to, they, well, you don't have to, but people want an explanation to why you no longer do this. You know? Yeah, that's the same, man. I don't understand it. Did you watch Saturday Night Live? No, I was stuck on UFC. I, you know what? Just... Go to YouTube and see the monologue. Now, I, don't, I really don't want to put you through this, but I, I, I bring it up because I'm talking about it. Larry Davis, the host. You probably still haven't seen Curve the Enthusiasm yet, but that's another story. Yeah, I, I uh, know Larry Davis was the host. Larry yeah, Davis. some controversy. Yeah, he did a, I have to admit, 100% black man, he did a Holocaust joke. And me and my wife, it was like he sucked the fucking air out of our room. I was like, you know what? Wow. But Larry David's Jewish, right? Yes. And you know what? I don't give a fuck that Bernie Mac, Bernie Mac was as dark as my microphone. There are certain... If he would have did the wrong slavery joke, this, this is just some shit that's just not funny. 
this was just not funny. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it it was tasteless. I don't know how this shit got past the producers. The producers should have been like, you know what, man? We like to be cutting edge, and we understand what you're doing over at Curb Your Enthusiasm and all that. And I love Curb Your Enthusiasm. But, you know, sexy Holocaust jokes, that's just not funny. You know, I don't I don't want to hear a joke about uh, a white slave master talking about how fine a black slave woman's ass is. Because it's going to make me think about the real stuff. And that this ain't sexy, but this is more like rape. <laughs> Matter of fact, when you got no choice, it is rape. So, you know, I, I just don't find anything funny about it. But you know what? I guess some people, they, they go like this. He was the most trending thing over Saturday night, he was the most trending thing over the boxing match, over the UFC and GSP. Yeah. So he did something. Yeah, I mean, you know, controversy sells, though. Yeah, if they're not hating you, they don't notice you. Now, I, before we close out, man, I do feel bad for this one lady, and I'm maybe you have some more information on this. We have this Martha O. Donovan from New Jersey. They're trying to give her fucking 20 years in prison in Zimbabwe because she supposedly put a tweet out against the uh, president, 93-year-old president Robert Mugabe. I mean, see, that lets you know that we got rights over in this country, man. We can say what the fuck we want about Trump all day long, and we don't get threatened with 20 years in prison for saying that the president is sick. That's all yeah. she said. The president is sick. Yeah, but people need to read up on the laws of those countries before they uh do shit. Yeah, there, there, there's a there's a rule that we've all heard since we were kids. Our parents probably told us, while in Rome, do what the Romans do. Exactly. You yeah. gotta do what the Romans do while you're in Rome. The second you leave Rome, you can be whoever the fuck you are. But you know what? You can't think about it. we can't go to a Arab country and just you know women think about it women some uh, Arabian countries can't drive they just yeah. gave them the right to drive in certain countries so yeah. so what you got a driver's license you can't rent from their agents over there yeah like, look at the women get the look at the college kid that got detained in North Korea for taking a poster yeah. You know, where the fuck is your burka? What are you over here trying to be sexy with your feet and your ass cheek out? We kill you. We kill people for less than that over here. Yep. So so you know what? But this is something that uh, our country has got to straighten out because we can't have an American serving 20 years in jail for uh, speaking their mind. And that's what what I'm – you know, we got to have some kind – but then again, with this – imbecile that we have in Washington, he has no diplomacy to even send the right people over there to say, what do y'all need us to do to make this go away? Yeah, he'll never enlist the help of any any outsider. Or anybody with any ration. So, you know, well, man, to, it's, been a, it's been a good one. Tonight, we got Monday Night Football. You got Lions and Green Bay. And that's basically all I got left for the day. <laughs> all right, folks. It's been a good show as always. 
Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel at Netboy Doc and all forms of social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Netboy Doc. And if you want to be part of the show, you can email us. Or if you have any topics, you can email us at netboydoc at gmail.com. Fantastic, Net. Well, my friend, it's been lovely. Uh, we're going to wrap this one up. This is Doc on behalf of Netboy Doc and our world. As always, you know it. Peace.